Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, this week I had such a great time having a chat with the beautiful Carly Thompson Barry, and she is the owner of She Nurtures, and she's a woman that is just so passionate about nurturing women in body, soul, and business. And I met her several years ago as I was just embarking on starting my business, Relaunch My Life, and she was a big part of supporting me through the shared women's working co-space SAS place in giving me my real first landing pad and safe and inspiring work environment to start off with. So this was a beautiful chat. It was well overdue. I've been wanting to interview Carly for years now, so I know you're going to enjoy it. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. so excited to be sitting down with Carly Thompson Barry this morning and having a really great chat to her about everything that she has learned in business and from supporting people in business over the last five years. So Carly, first of all, how are you today? I am well, thank you. I'm excited to be chatting with you. I always love our chats together. So this is going to be good. Me too. And I thought, you know, wouldn't it be nice to be a fly on the wall with one of our chats? And so here we are exposing it all and just letting it all go out to the to the people so it's really definitely so for those of the listeners who haven't heard of you before can you just let us know a bit about you and how you got started on the the journey and what you're doing now in the world yeah so I was actually thinking at this early because I figured you'd probably ask me a bit and it's interesting that I think I've gone through so much change in the last year and a half two years that I almost don't 100% know who I am now like it's really weird um but essentially I'm a really multi-passionate person so my business journey started um with personal training actually 10 years ago now and I we my husband and I had a franchise and sort of leapt into that together And that was an amazing experience. And we still have that franchise um, here in Adelaide. And then from there, I just felt like I really wanted to do something myself. So I um, was also missing that interaction with women um, and other people working at home on your own can be really isolating. So I created a community for women in business here in Adelaide. At the time, it was called The SAS, which then um, went into becoming SAS Place, a co-working space for women, which was the first in Australia at the time to provide that service to women Um, and the on-site creche as well made it another sort of groundbreaking um, innovation, I guess. Um, From doing that for a few years, I sort of went through, I guess, a little bit of a a bit of burnout and decided to leave that path to head into what I'm doing now, which is nurturing women in body, soul and business. So combining you know, my personal training background, my experience with self-care, nurturing, looking after yourself, and then blending that with the business to sort of help women to create their own business and their own environment to allow them to flourish. So I'm also a mum of two, so I've got two young boys as well. Uh, so they also keep me pretty busy. So I've had to learn how to kind of juggle my business around family 
um, and then sort of find what my own flow is. I don't really like to use the word balance, but to find what my own flow is um, for life of having, yeah, motherhood, business and everything in between. So it's been a huge, a huge journey for you this last, well, oh, yeah. five years, but also your entire life. So being multi-passionate. So, yeah. so the listeners that are listening to this, you know, I'm sure a lot of them are at that point where they're wondering, you know, what do I do? Or maybe starting a new business or just beginning that new business. And even, you know, wondering, well, who am I? Because you do change so much. You do. Yeah. So, so what would you say to those people who are having trouble deciding what to do? I think sometimes we get caught up and are in having to have a specific plan. And I think especially if we've been in the same career for a while or we've studied, we may have spent a lot of money on university or post-grad study to get into the career position we're in. And there's often that fear that we're letting that go. And something for me when I left was actually understanding that everything that you've learned and accrued across your career will actually be applied in different ways in your business. And when it comes to deciding what that business is, sometimes we have to let go a little bit on it having to be a certain thing and actually let it tell us what it needs to be. So approaching it with an element of curiosity um, and and just experimenting and looking at other, other options. Um, I think for me, all my businesses have kind of organically come about through often things that I needed myself that I couldn't find. Um, you know, SAS was very much that way. I needed, a, I wanted a community of women around me. Um, so I created that. And then SAS Place, I really wanted somewhere to work from that someone could look after my son for a few hours. So then I made that. And then She Nurtures has become because I could not find a mentor or a coach that wouldn't look at my whole picture um, and everything that was going on in my life, rather than just my business and pushing me to head in a certain direction, I needed someone that could look at everything from my family to, you know, my home to everything. So that's what I was sort of able to do. So I think being open to exploring and not, you know, going, oh, it has to be specifically this because your first year of business anyway changes so much from what you originally set out to do. Um, and just that, yeah, that approaching it with curiosity and just trying and experimenting. I think is one way to um, do it. And I think back a number of years ago, probably when I started out with SAS, I would have said, you know, drop the job, go for it, you know, jump right in. But I think as time has gone on and my experiences have changed a little bit, I'm often now a bit more like, okay, well, you've got a job, you're not enjoying it. So where can we bring some joy in other elements of your life? And perhaps it is trying a little, you know, a side business to start with and see how that feels. Um, which then takes the pressure off of it having to be something huge straight away. So, yeah, that's my answer to that question. That's the moment that I met you, you know, just over four years ago now was when I had jumped and just quit. You did, yeah. Full on and I honestly, it was about a couple of days before I finished my my nine-to-five job and was about to just go full-time into relaunch my life that I realised I, I don't have a home to go to anymore. You know, I've been conditioned to going to a workplace for the last 10 years of my corporate life. What am yeah. I going to do next Monday when all of a sudden I'm just working from home? And I was really petrified of, of getting into a bad habit and, 
and not instilling, you know, that that work ethic. And so finding your Mecca, you know, your SaaS place in that community, mm. in that hub was one of the, the best decisions that I could have made at the outset. And you really did create a space where I could, you know, feel like I was amongst other entrepreneurs and yet have my own baby that I was growing with my business. So I'm so, you know, eternally grateful for that. And then I think what I really admire about you is, you know, just your understanding and openness and 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 business awareness that things change and there was never a moment like when I told you five or six months after that yeah I'm moving my business online you just said great I could I could see that happening for you and there was there was no you know oh gosh how am I going to pay the rent or anything like that you just really want to nurture people in business and I am so grateful for that guidance that you gave me in the outset as well which can be such a scary time for 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 starting out entrepreneurs. So definitely like the other thing I really admire about you, and I'm not just doing this interview to toot your horn, but I really (laughs) admire the fact that you're so open about, you know, well, I don't know who I am right now and I've gone through so much change and, and you're open about the fact that, you know, having SAS place created burnout and it just wasn't a, you know, it wasn't filling your joy bank anymore. And yes, that authenticity, how have you allowed that to come through more and more over, over your journey? I think time allows that and I think the lessons that I've had along the way, it's almost, I don't think there's like sort of one thing that I could pinpoint and go, yes, it was this. I think it really is the experiential journey of being in business and I do think it's the, you know, the best form of self-development you'll ever go through is having a business because you learn so much about yourself. Um, But, yeah, I think it's just been you know, finding out things not just about myself but about other people I think has really helped too and undergoing my own self-development journey too. So aside obviously from business being self-development, you know, having coaches, having mentors, learning from other people around me um, and learning more about myself whether it was through, you know, art therapy or through having a coach or something along those lines, that has really helped mm-hmm. too. And I think from an authenticity point of view, I think I tried to be someone who I wasn't for, you know, probably the first couple of years and it was exhausting. And then I was just like, I can't keep doing this. And it was just like, I just have to be myself. And I was also finding that those who resonated with me, we brought each other an element of joy. So they were bringing me joy because we could connect on that different level and then vice versa. So you begin to find who your tribe is when you are actually just comfortable and confident to be yourself so I guess there's an element of confidence in that as well and like um oh sorry you that's right go no go so like confidence is something that when people are starting their business they can either have a lot of or a little of so yeah. you know what I wanted to really pick your brain about a little bit and what I feel is such a wealth of knowledge is is just how many businesses and and entrepreneurs you have witnessed during those outset stages during those formative years of starting a business you've Mm -hmm. hundreds of women and also through SAS Place you've housed uh, a lot of different businesses so I'm really curious about what are some of the sort of common elements of success that you've witnessed in businesses and people starting out and and what are the sort of common areas of, of you know pitfalls or things that have gotten in people's way Yeah. Well, I think obviously touching on that confidence, that's a huge one because you need that in so many different areas of your business and you need to be able to back yourself. But early on, it can be hard because you're new to it and you've got to learn that it's okay sometimes to fall over and failure is actually a great thing because it's an opportunity to learn. 
I think we can often be scared of failing at things, but it's actually a really great way to grow. Um, And then having that support team around you, which I think is why, you know, communities like having, you know, the co-working spaces like SAS Place was um, or now with SA Women Australia, which is the other sort of thing that I founded, you know, in the last sort of year, year or two. Um, Having those communities of people who understand what you're going through because not everyone gets that from home. I feel like I'm really lucky my husband you know, we bounce a lot of things off of each other because he's got a business as well, but not everyone has that. So if you don't, it's finding other areas to be around people that are going through the same things for you to tell you that, oh, yes, you know, I was there, I was down in that valley that you're in right now, but I promise you, you know, that in a month or two, you'll be back up again, or it could be a week, it could be even sooner, and you're going to come out of it again. So you've got those people to look at that have been there and done that. Um, the other side of thing I think is that so many business owners, especially if they've come from a career, we can leap into business. And I was in, I was working my way through a financial planning career before I went into personal training and you can leap into that and you don't necessarily have any business experience at all. So you're kind of doing it blind. So there's going to be some times that you're going to fall over, but I think educating yourself to get the foundations in your business Um, right and reaching out and investing in support to do that I think is also really important so you know obviously understanding social media knowing your numbers um, you know setting yourself a budget not just a budget for your business but a budget for your lifestyle as well um, so that you can survive (laughs) you can eat you can put a roof over your head Mm -hmm. Um, and then we yeah we've got to learn to back ourselves I think as well and I think that comes with experience when you do have those little falls and you see that you were able to pick yourself back up, it's that element of resilience, that I think is really important um, for business owners as well. Definitely. And and also, I guess, for starting out business owners, being conscious of how much you need to spend time-wise on your business and what's yes. the balance for you in order to avoid burnout and also keep yourself running optimally. And, and what do you notice from starting out business owners about how just you know you do I mean from my experience I just felt like I had endless energy I was so inspired and excited I was working crazy hours and staying up all night to finish my website and it was just such an exciting time starting your business but um, I think you know how how do you suggest that people really manage that that burnout keeping their energy levels and, and their vitality at the right level to be their own owner Yeah, I think maybe going into it, and this is something I didn't do, because obviously I've got the personal training background, I know how to look after myself, but heading into SAS Place, it just totally took over my life. And because you enjoy it, it can be really hard to pull yourself away from it because there's this, just this, you're running on, I don't know that it's always adrenaline because you do get tired, but it's an excitement and it's a joy that's always there because you're loving what you're doing. So it's easy to keep working. So I think heading into it, if I was to do that again, um, firstly, I would probably go into it thinking, okay, well, I need more people in my business to help me with the type of business I had. It really couldn't just be run with one person like I was doing it. Um, And I also would have set more focus on my self-care. So when we look at, if you look at a business plan, And, you know, it's often, you know, it's your budgets, it's your marketing, it's your social media, um, you know, those kind of main elements. But often there's often this big part that's forgetting, that's being forgotten and it's the self-care and it's you and looking after your body. And if you're not at your peak personally, 
it's very hard to continue to grow your business at a, you know, at a ridiculous pace. So it's making sure you get enough sleep. It's adding movement into your day. It's nourishing your body with good food and not, you know, living off of coffee or something like that. So having a plan for that before you go into your business, I think is something I would have done back. (laughs) I think I wish I had going forward and what I try and encourage my nurturees now you know when I'm working with them on their business I'm also often asking them or I'm looking for signs where they may be starting to approach burnout or they may be sort of doing you know excessive hours um, or they're looking like they need a bit of support and I think there's some warning signs that can come along from that particularly if we're not sleeping well at night or we're overly we might get you know more emotional at certain things that may not otherwise have bothered us Um, and they were the sort of things that I began to find for myself as I approached that real sort of breakdown point a couple of years ago. And, I mean, do you think that it takes a certain person to to have their own business and be an entrepreneur? Like it's sometimes tempting to think, oh, gosh, it would be nice just to have a paycheck and a nine-to-five job. I mean, that's just never something (laughs) I'm going to say. But (laughs) I think a lot of us have moments, though. I think when you're in business, you still have those moments where you're like, doesn't matter how long you've been in it for, there are those days where you're like, you know what, I think I'll just go get a job (laughs) and just get paid and not have to think about anything. And nine-to-five, you clock off. And that's it because it is hard to do that when you've got your own business. You, it is always on your mind. But then the moment you think about someone else telling you what to do. Exactly. Work, you just go, oh, no, no, that's not for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a very fleeting moment of thinking. What do you think that sets, that, sets that apart between people who are, who are just sort of happy to work for someone else and do the nine to five and, and people who do have that burning desire to, to have their own business? Yeah, I've been thinking about this a bit lately actually because if I look at my family, my dad was a business owner. My mum is quite happy to go to a nine-to-five job, do a job and go home again. Um, And thinking about them and also my sister and I, we're quite different too. There's obviously got to be some different traits that come through. And I think I have a very, my mind I guess is innovative in general. Like I'm often questioning and I'm looking at things and going, how can I make that better? So I think that is one of the things for me. Um, but there's also got to be an element of determination and I think resilience and the ability to keep going even when things aren't necessarily working out how you want them to. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm a bit too on two sides with what can anyone be a business owner because in some ways I think there's lots of things you can learn that could make you a great business owner um but then in another way I think there's definitely certain things like that level of determination and to keep going in adversity that not everyone may be ready for mm. because what do you think is one of the most challenging things about being in business oh my goodness one thing um, <laughs> I think I think for most people the most challenging thing is the cash flow aspect. Yeah. I think if you knew that you had income coming in to support your family um, or yourself or whoever it is that you have to look after, I think it would make it so much easier. And I know for my business, I think what led me to burnout with SAS Place was that the cash flow was really up and down. It was a constant you know, every month I had a $70,000 rent I had to pay every year. So each month a huge part of the income had to go straight to that. And if I didn't have the money there for that, well, 
I had to try and pull that money from somewhere. My landlord wasn't going to go, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think cash flow is one of the biggest reasons. And I think it's one of the big things that when people start out in business and then they might leave and go back to employment, I think cash flow from what I have seen is often the main reason that they do that. Mm. So that's probably my biggest, the biggest challenge, I think, um, to get that right. And so many women in particular undercharge, um, particularly if they're offering a service. Um, Let's talk about that. What, mm. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that, but what do you, what do you think about why we do that? Um, I think it's a confidence side of things. I think we love to help people. And I think there's lots of things there for us in valuing our worth and being willing to go out and go, this is what, this is what I am worth asking for. And I also think there's some, not necessarily generational, but I think some history kinds of things where sometimes with women, you know, for a long time, we couldn't work, we couldn't have our own businesses. So so there's also some elements there of, we we should just be grateful that we can do this now, which when we couldn't do it before. Um, And then I think that can limit us as well. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are though too. Totally. No, I agree with you that, you know, we love to help people. And it wasn't until I had um, a discussion actually with a mentor really early on in my business career where she said, well, your clients, they're not investing in you, they're investing in themselves. And Mm -hmm. that realisation, I thought, gosh, yeah, who am I to undercharge? Because then all I'm doing is perpetuating this society of us who undercharge. And if I can teach another woman to value herself then that's going to have a ripple effect that's much more powerful but I can't teach someone else to value themselves if I'm not valuing myself exactly that that was a huge paradigm shift and I think you're right with the historical side of things I think we're only the second or third generation of of women to be actually earning an income Mm -hmm. so it doesn't really feel normal um and so yeah it is it is definitely a balancing act and and confidence and so yeah there's there's a lot a lot to that and also you know I think one of the challenging things in business is no one tells you what to do like no one tells you what's right or wrong and so even for people in terms of what to value themselves at and what to charge there's not anyone that's going to say that's too much or that's too little this is what you should be charging because it's your business so you get to create the rules but then also there's no black and white this is the correct way to do things and yeah I think that that could be challenging for people on top of the cash flow element is, well, there's no one actually saying, well, this is what you must do. You have to kind of figure things out sometimes through the the lessons and the failures and those kinds of those experiences. So, yeah, it was something in my nurturing group the other day that we were actually all talking about was that. And I was saying that, you know, and often we're looking for a course or a formula or a structure that's just going to tell us how exactly to do something. And I think that probably comes back from school where we were constantly told what to do. Mm. But we were talking, you know, we we're talking about that. And I said to the girls, I said, there is no one set formula that's going to tell you how to price your services. I mean, products are a lot easier because, you know, there's you, your product costs something. So you need to obviously add a markup on that. But even that can be variable. But when you're charging for yourself, your service or a time sort of thing, um, that can be really challenging and there is no formula on how to do that. So it's sort of, yeah, learn as you go. And for me with my nurturing, you know, I think I started out, I think at $100 or something for an hour and now I sort of charge about four times that. So, yeah, time, time and learning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the best part to grow your business, just take time. 
So one word that comes to me when I think about you is organization, like organized. I just, I mean, we're similar age. We both have our own businesses. You've got another business, a PT Mm -hmm. that you run with your partner as well. And then you've got two children as well. So how do you stay on top of things? Um... I have daycare for my youngest, which helps, and my oldest is now at school, so that makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband does a lot of the work in the PT business now, so I help with a few, um, like, sessions here and there, but he does a lot of the admin side of that. For she nurtures, I do all of that myself, but I've, you know, I try and structure my work hours to fit in with kids and that sort of thing. Um, I don't use a whole lot of specific tools you know, like some people have lots, you know, they're like, oh, this app or this, but I just tend to make it work during my week. I have sort of each week I try and set a few intentions of what I want to achieve that week. Not too many because if I have, if I list down, you know, 10 different things, then I'm setting, I feel like I'm setting myself up for disappointment. I'd rather set myself up and be realistic and say, right, this week I've got three intentions that I want to achieve by the end of the week. And then from there each day I can then break down those intentions into three steps. And then that sort of helps keep me on track. With SA Woman, um, because obviously I have this thing about threes. I have three businesses at the moment. I seem to always have three businesses. So SA Woman, um, that has been a real learning experience of actually reaching out and asking other people for help. So actually saying to them, going, I can't do this all on my own and the mission for that is really quite big um, and I need other people to help me with that. So that's been actually reaching out and asking for help and bringing other people into the team, which is an element of letting go, which is something I'm still learning. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. You need to almost be a little bit of a control freak to have your own business, but then you have to also be able to let go. Otherwise you have to do everything yourself. So exactly. And you can't grow. (laughs) You almost, you stifle your business is what I've learned recently. You'll stifle your business if, you know, and some people with my nurturing, I'm, I only ever want it to be me. I don't really want to have a big team. I want it to be manageable. I don't want to have to worry about other people. SA Woman is a very different um, business and that needs more people to make it happen. And the only way that will happen is if I let go enough to enable them to come in, um, yeah, and take on some responsibility. And it empowers them too, which is something I've been so surprised uh, the enthusiasm of other women wanting to be part of be part of it. So I've almost been doing other women a disservice by trying to do it all myself because um, I've been holding back opportunities for them. So, yeah. And so the other thing that I was curious about is, I mean, you've had your, uh, your, your kind of finger on the pulse in terms of female entrepreneurs, especially in the state that we live in South Australia. What's been the trend that you've noticed about new businesses starting and, and women in business and female entrepreneurs over the last five years? I think it's just continued to grow. I think a lot more women are taking, you know, are wanting to take that step but are also following through with it. And I think, you know, the the precedent is being set constantly of more women being able to do that. And I think, you know, what we see happening, what other women are doing inspires us to feel like, hey, well, if she can do it, why can't I do that? Um, and so I think that we're learning, we're learning from each other. And I think, we're giving ourselves more opportunities to lift up and rise up in ourselves as well. So seeing other women going, hey, they're doing great things. I want to tell people how great they're doing and let's, you know, rise up as one, rise up together. Um, and the innovation space, which I'm a little bit, I guess, 
the innovation entrepreneur space been out of a little bit for the last couple of years now. I don't, last year or so now, I don't have SAS Place. Um, but I think there's a lot more women also going into, you know, taking the leap into the tech spaces and different things like that. It's not just, you know, women going in and opening up a retail store. It's women, you know, doing a whole range of different areas of business now that, you know, they might not have 10 years ago. Mm, yeah it's really exciting and you know I love just seeing how many people are in that SA women community and that it's growing and the the support and even at your awards night that I was at a couple of months ago as well you know that to me is just so exciting and a sign of really cool changes in the future as well I think it was the Dalai Lama that said that the western woman is going to change the world you know we've got the buying yeah. and we're stepping into more um you know, authentic leadership as well and creating some changes and ripples. And I'm not, you know, I'm not a bra burner. I love men and I believe we have the, you know, the balance of male and female and it's really just Definitely. about that in the community. And so it's exciting to see both female and male emerging entrepreneurs in the world. I was, yeah, just super curious for you. So it's already been yeah. like half an hour and I just... Oh, my goodness, that goes so fast. You know, we've really scratched the surface. So I wanted to ask you a couple of small questions in closing. Sure. So what would be your number one tip to uh, someone that is about to, to go out and start their own business? Are they, are they leaving their job and starting or are they sort of doing, doing their job and just going to start up a business on the side because I think they could be two different. Do both answers then. Do, do, do both. both. So if they're about to take the leap, um, and jump out I think first thing would be actually probably for both is to get the right support um, behind you with a mentor or a coach who can help guide you on your journey I think I avoided that for much longer than I should have and the moment I invested in that that was when um, SAS Place really started to take off um, and then if you're someone with a you know you're working your job and you've got you know your business that you're starting up on the side is to be really careful about I mean I think you need to be careful going into business of self-care and looking after yourself anyway but particularly if you have a job and you're working in your business because often I see women who they've got a you know they're working in their job four days a week they've allocated one day a week for their business but it's very hard to make your business happen on just that one day of the week. So they often end up, you know, working in the evenings after work or they're doing weekends and all that kind of thing. So it's really trying to find the right balance. And sometimes it means leaving the job that they're in now to find another job that might be a bit more flexible for them um, to give them that income while they're building up their business. Definitely, yeah. Because don't you find as well, like sometimes it's, it's actually taking energy from people if they're staying in a job that doesn't light them up inside definitely yeah and they just it it filters through everything when we're not getting that joy from going to work Um, um, well unfortunately that's the end of the interview we literally wrapped up said goodbye and thank you and the interview cut off at the end so if you want to hear more you're going to have to get in touch with Carly directly she is an absolute wealth of support knowledge and real business connection in South Australia especially so I've really loved having this chat with Carly I bet you've taken a lot away from this conversation as always just wishing you so much love and success at wherever you are on your journey in business and life and stay tuned for next week where I deep dive into a 10 minute crash course in understanding your subconscious mind 
this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.